Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Sarah and Adam Show. Whoa. New name. New name. (laughs) (laughs) About the Adam and Sarah Show, just to be real clear, you guys can think for just a minute, uh, reflect on why we would call it the Sarah and Adam Show as opposed to Adam and Sarah. Just just think about it. So uh, that being said... Mm -hmm. that, that's what we're called now, apparently. Yeah, SAS. Yeah, yeah like like short for Saskatchewan. Yeah, exactly like that. Or Sasquatch. Or that too. Or, or Saskatoon. Um, Sith Assassin. <laughs> <laughs> that works too. Uh, a lot, actually. Also short for what you do all the time. Sass you? Yeah. It's not really okay. But but um yeah, so so that that's what that's the thing now. Uh, we we love Wheel of Time. Still do love I still love Wheel of Time. Sarah might not. Now that we've now we're rebranding, she can actually tell us how much she loathed it. But we'll do no. that a different day. Now I'm like I can I can read more of it. Oh you can? Yeah. Oh, you finished with Stormlight? No. I mean, when well, I'm done that, yeah, we'll yeah. just we'll just bounce around. It's fine. Cool. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're we're restructuring how we do things once again, but I think this is a little bit more true to ourselves. We're going to talk about more, uh, I don't know, more topical sort of things. Maybe you know, like we'll talk about the movies or the shows as they're coming out but we're not going to do like an in-depth like really close analysis run of all of them right just kind of an overview hit the um like the highlights favorite moment kind of thing if there were any <laughs> you sound like you doubt there will be you're like <laughs> well, I-, I could just hear you you and Eeyore. you're like which i doubt <laughs> oh no <laughs> If there were any good highlights, which I doubt. Uh, man, I really did sound like that, didn't I? You you sounded exact. I, I like like I really I paused for a minute, waiting for the which I doubt, and you you didn't. Oh. Didn't pull through. So, anyways, uh, you, I guess I this this is gonna this is doomed to failure because you um you don't like shows apparently. Oh, I thought I did. Well, you doubt that they're going to be good, so. It'll be fine. So. So. Yeah, uh, the types of shows we're going to be covering. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're going to end up like, I think the, the general idea is kind of nerd shows, but my guess is like, I don't know, like, it, a lot even just fun shows fun shows that you know like so nerd shows would be like star wars marvel etc but then mm-hmm. i don't know you and i talked about maybe like watching the boys but then also reading at some point reading sanderson's uh um, steel heart series yep yep because they're they're basically like they're very 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 similar storylines but they're written by different people different groups and mm-hmm. so we could compare and contrast like we it leaves the door open to a lot more things and uh, you know we're going to talk about like trailers and news for different shows and 
you know, just generally talking about the nerd world that we live in, we probably won't hit every single corner of the like ever expanding nerd domain, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I, I think it sounds seems a little bit more like us. Are you gonna avoid the Harry Potter corner? I don't think that exists. <laughs> that corner? Or your ability to avoid it? <laughs> the why are we saying things like Harry Potter? <laughs> <laughs> what even is that? <laughs> uh, all right. So I, I like this. So this is definitely going to be more our alley. We have an alley. Sure. It's beside the Harry Potter corner. Does it have shade? <laughs> of course. Uh, and, and water, I hope. Yeah. Always water. If you're in an alley, I I guess water is usually like kind of just gross. Yeah, you might not want it actually. Anyways. Hmm. All right. So, so yeah, I'm excited for this, this new format. I think it'll be better. You guys can always come and talk to us on our, uh, I guess we should rename our Discord server. I'm kind of sad. Like, honestly, it is it is a little sad. Like, a dagger for Sight Blinder. I really like the name. Mm-hmm. I, I really like, like, we have a cool intro. We're going to have to record a new intro. We're going to have to do all sorts of stuff, like get a new logo, everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and re- reformat the whole Discord server. I'll help this time. You'll help this time. Okay. I'll make, I'll make a list of what we need to do. Or you can make I'll a list. What, of what we need to do. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, It'll be fine. Um, yeah, so we'll just, we'll get all that sorted. And in the meantime, we can have like a mini inaugural episode of the new format. Yeah, so there's not any shows that we want to be watching or going over right now. I'm actually annoyed. Cassian Andor, or mm-hmm. it's not Cassian Andor, it's just called Andor from, from the Star Wars franchise, mm-hmm. is supposed to be, uh, it was originally slated for august 31st i believe right okay and it's been pushed back to september did they say why they pushed it back no of course bag of dicks i have no idea i don't know if that was allowed to say either but (laughs) i said Uh, it (laughs) oh i'm gonna have to double check when it's pushed back till because my calendar still says august 31st for Um. September, September 21st, I think. That's dumb. It's real dumb. I'm, I'm real frustrated. The good news about it is that it's going to have three episodes released right away. So if they pushed it back to September 21st, September 28th is when Bad Batch starts. Yeah. That seems kind of silly. Yeah, and the rings of power show the lord of the rings show mm-hmm. is uh, released sometime in september as well yeah that's september 2nd oh that's soon it's exciting yeah you think uh, for how excited i am I, I i'd actually know the release date but but i don't and i don't really feel sorry so hmm. well then so, uh, but that that's the first one. We'll have a couple of weeks of that before we start with the Star Wars stuff. And then we have the She-Hulk or whatever it's called. That starts next week, actually. 
Oh, does it? Apparently. Unless it's been pushed back as well. Oh. So we can start with that, I guess, next week. Um, or something. I'm just going to quickly double check because, yeah, as far as I know, it's supposed to start on Wednesday, which is what, the 17th? Oh, great. Okay, so maybe next maybe next episode we can talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Nice. I'm okay. oh, sorry, the, eight, the 18th, August 18th. Oh, never mind. We can't talk about it. I know. We actually uh, might not be able to, in fact. But um, that honestly, so okay, of all of all of those those four, so we've got Andor, Bad Batch, which is also part of the Star Wars franchise. It's animated, but it's it's very good, even if you're an adult. It um, is, yeah, very very like, good. If you like Star Wars, yeah. So Andor and and Bad Batch, just basically back to back, Rings of Power and the attorney one the she-hulk she-hulk mm-hmm. is that that's what it's called she-hulk yeah it's called she-hulk she-hulk attorney at law okay because the the video i'm recording later my notes say mrs hulk but i wasn't sure what it was called i thought you were being facetious fascist yeah but <laughs> i knew it wasn't mrs hulk i just wasn't sure what it was she-hulk okay so out of those four what are you the most excited for um Oh, man. There is a right answer. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it rings of power. Um, oh, this is so tricky because it's it's like a dead tie between Andor and Bad Batch for me. Nice. Okay. Um, Andor, I'm really excited for because Rogue One was my fav- is my favorite Star Wars movie. Yeah. Um, and then Bad Batch is just so good. That's the only reason we're doing this podcast together. Is because Bad Batch is so good. Yeah. No, because <laughs> because we both like Rogue One so much. Yeah. It's Yeah. So like when they when they said that they were going to do an Andor show, I was so excited because I wanted more of that. I can't wait. I hope we get K2SO on it. They originally did sign him or something. I, I think so the format for that show is actually, uh, it, it's interesting because they, so I've read a bunch of the news and stuff because I, I, I follow follow all the Star Wars news if I can. Mm-hmm. Um, like, did you know that there's actually a Kira comic series right now that's going to, I think the last episode's coming out. She, I think it's going to be like her final. I think she dies in it, but I'm not sure. Really? I did not know that. Like she she just like, basically, she's, she's like going to try to kill the emperor invader i think i think that that basically seals her fate it's very interesting though like she actually steals han solo from carbonite mm-hmm. from from boba fett mm-hmm. before like she she tries to steal she does steal him she has him in her possession for a little bit but before she can thaw him out mm-hmm. they steal they get him back oh i did not know the this. comics yeah, so I, I follow this. I follow the news because I, you know, Star Wars has always been very, very foundational for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, so the Andor show is going to be. It was originally going to be five seasons. It's been trim, trimmed down to three seasons, which sounds like a, a big failure. But who, who knows what the real story is? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I'm sure some people do. They have to. But <laughs> uh, the the idea though is 
each season is going to cover a certain time period in Cassian's life. Like, okay. I mean, I'll, duh, but it's it's like very segmented of like, and I, I forget, I'd have to look at the article again, but it's like the first one is going to cover like the first five years of his rebellion time. Mm-hmm. And then the next one's going to cover the next year. And then the next season is going to cover the next year or something like okay. that. Or, or it's like two years for the first season and then one and one. I, I forget exactly, like two and two and one. But one way or another, they are covering, like it, it's all. And so my guess is like maybe Kat, maybe Alan Tudyk is going to be like the K2SO is going to be in the next season. But mm-hmm. we haven't seen him in any of the trailers yet. So I can't, no. I can't imagine like he he's one of the very best parts of Rogue One. Yes. And most most people love him, and mm-hmm. he's one of the biggest name actors too. Mm-hmm. So you would think that they'd have him in there if if he was part of it, unless he's like at the very end to get people hyped. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like I feel like you would if if you were having him come back. I feel like you would tease that in the trailer to get people excited because he is so so mm-hmm. beloved. But then, do you also want to keep it a secret? Yeah, I. I think you know? I think that they should just show like a Imperial intelligence droid or whatever he is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, it might not be him, but then it adds speculation. Right. You just don't know. Oh, man. Other characters we haven't seen, though, like Orson, or- Orson Krennic mm-hmm. is not in there, but he could he could be in there. Mm-hmm. Um. It, yeah, there's just so many. There's so much room for potential. I do like, though, mm-hmm. uh, it sounds like they have, like, a story arc in mind, which is one of the things that I really like when we get these, mm-hmm. like, Star Wars shows. And um, Star Wars in particular, I think, is very good at it, where, you know when you're watching a TV show and they hit, like, the fifth season or the sixth season, you're like, this should have ended two seasons ago like it's just been dragged on and they don't really have an arc anymore yeah but then you're like for me i'm always like well if it's worth watching this many seasons i like i would love to even if it's just dribble i'd rather just cling on to them keep going you're right though you're right i am there's a lot of shows like that i am the same way where i'm like well i've started it i need to finish it type of thing um but i'll miss them i I just want to hang out yeah but but It sounds like they've got a really good, not a really good necessarily, but it sounds like they have an idea of the arc that they want to follow. And hmm. that kind of structure usually comes across really well on screen. Good. Awesome. So, yeah. Um, what are you most excited for out of those four? Because I realized I just rambled my answer. Oh, you're good. <laughs> I thought we were just talking about Andor now. But... <laughs> I mean, so I, I, I'll just say the one I'm least, my most least excited for is the woman Hulk, she Hulk. That's my least, my least excited one too. I think I'm, I'm sounding like slightly sexist here. I I don't, I'm not trying to denigrate, you know, like the fact that she's a woman. I I just, I watched the previews and Mm -hmm. they, they just, I was like, they might be okay. It might be fine. Like I didn't even I didn't like the Hawkeye trailers either, but and I know you don't like Hawkeye, but I I did like Hawkeye, 
quite a bit. I, I really enjoyed it. In mm-hmm. fact, it was, I, I don't know why, but I was, that was one of my very favorites of the new Marvel ones, which like, I like a lot of the Marvel shows, but that, uh, yeah, I, the trailer just didn't grip me. It didn't so grab I, you. Yeah, I, I have trouble feeling excited about it i'm like oh she's green sometimes that's cool oh she's still gonna try to live her like lawyer life i gonna like i i am intrigued uh, so it is my least excited one as well but i am intrigued by it only because the actress i've seen her in other things is a very phenomenal actress good awesome i i i want to watch uh, oh sorry (laughs) I do want to watch it too, but I mm-hmm. want to like it. I just, I can't feel excited about something if yeah. they don't provide the right things to make me excited. Like, and I can't even feed them. I can't even just be like, here's what you should do to make me excited about this. Cause I don't know enough about the storyline. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's kind of billing itself as it's supposed to be more comedy-ish. Mm-hmm. It seems like. Yeah. I mean, I feel like Marvel tends to, walk that line in general they do a great job actually like Mm -hmm. they do a good like you're in like this crazy uh, like really tricky situation and they come out with some absurd line and you're like that was really funny yeah yeah no they do do a very good job at it um did you ever watch the orphan black series no i actually had it in my amazon shopping cart for a while but i never never Pull so the, trigger. so the, the actress in She-Hulk it was in, she's the main actress for Orphan Black. And yeah. the um, the generalized timeline without, me, or summary, I guess, without me spoiling it, is that they're, they're clones. Um, and she doesn't... That doesn't spoil it? No. You realize okay. it, like, pretty much instantaneously. Um, but... She does a phenomenal job of acting out all of these characters that are all extremely different. Um, so, so kind of like the clones in Star Wars, where they're all they all have the same voice, but they're all like one's a cowboy and one of them. No, a... no, like the, they just all look the same. They all have completely different personalities, completely different voices. Like oh, it's okay. it's very well done, and she's very very good at it um she does all of them yeah she does all of them and it's i I don't want to spoil it there is something that she does and if you're going to watch it i don't want to spoil it there's something that she does in particular that just to me like sells her as an actress which is why i am intrigued that she's in she hulk because i've Mm. seen her act in orphan black already and i know what she's capable of from there you know what this did what it didn't hype me for she at all. <laughs> I hyped <laughs> you for Orphan want to watch. It made me want to watch Orphan Black. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did the opposite of what we should have done. Oh, man. But, but Let's the... just blow off She-Hulk and watch Orphan Black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that, that's the only reason, really, why I, why I am intrigued. And also, like, I do like to watch the Marvel shows anyway. So I will watch it. Yeah, I like to keep up with them mm-hmm. so far. It's an interesting situation. You know, we we're talking in, in a, a, I forget what, I think it was just the Multiverse of Madness when we were doing our recap or reaction to it. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, 
I was like, well, why don't they call the Avengers? And you're like, well, what Avengers would they would they call? And I've been thinking about that, and I think you're right. Like they basically just killed all the all the Avengers. Like there, mm-hmm. there's like Hulk, there's like Hulk, but otherwise everyone's just like off world or doing their own thing, mm-hmm. and or dead or old or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think that you could call like the Hawk guy? <laughs> or whatever the falcon the falcon mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think you could call him maybe but i wouldn't i wouldn't really trust the falcon to go in and take out wanda so definitely Anyways, not I, so yeah like they're they're kind of in this weird situation where there's all these superhero movies and superhero things going on and yet yeah there's there's not a, like i'm interested to see where they're steering things yeah and I'm I'm curious to know if if the She-Hulk show is actually going to help explain that or if it's just going to be like this really weird like okay so now there's a superhero lawyer that's cool. Right. See, that's actually a really good point because I thought that they were going the way of introducing new Avengers um where you have like we've got Miss Marvel being introduced and um, obviously you have Captain Marvel still, um, but there, there were just all of these other like little characters being introduced in all of the series that it seemed like they were pulling into that direction that I don't know if She-Hulk, I guess I, obviously we'll find out when we watch it, we'll, we'll go that way. Or if it will mm-hmm. be exactly what you said, where it's just a, you know... Um, what's the term I'm looking for? Origin story for her. Yeah. So I've, I've had this, this thing lately. So uh, like, okay. I just, I, I liked the, the Hawkeye show, you know, the Christmas thing. I, I that was just a lot of fun for whatever reason. And it kind of just introduced like, okay, Hey, there's, there's this new Archer girl who's going to kind of be, part of part of things in the future i guess but I've, I've been like besides that like since that one and on i've had this question of so what right because okay so hawkeye like we get introduced to uh, like the and they they are going to have the i forget what his name is like that that big guy that you know like he was supposed to kingpin is that his name mm, yeah mm-hmm. yeah like he's gonna be part of like he was apparently a bigger villain than than it showed in in that show but like so we we saw him and we were introduced to some new characters and that's great and everything um and before before that show we had loki which absolutely like continued on the storyline it's like that that's Mm -hmm. almost like the main storyline loki was was a big deal for that uh we had the captain uh you know whatever it's called winter soldier and the the falcon and that was really fun and Enfys nest and they were able to like they continued the storyline of like okay here's where those heroes are going to be and before that it was wanda which she you know that actually directly played into or wandavision played directly into multiverse of madness but Mm. other uh, so we we had those three that happened all in a row and then the the Hawkeye one was kind of like, hey, we're, we got new characters and, you know, it's a beloved character anyways, like the actor. And and then we had Moon Knight. Yeah. And it's, it's like the end. 
and I've had a lot of people who's, who tell me that I'm crazy for not liking it. And I, I'm like, I just, you're going to have to sell me more than just telling me I'm crazy. Um, I don't like it either. Was, so it was Moon Knight. And at the end, I'm like, so what? So they, they did those things. And we're supposed to be like excited for the next season, I guess. Mm-hmm. So even if I was excited for that season, how does that play into the greater like Marvel Cinematic Universe? And beyond that, mm-hmm. that then we had this this uh, the Miss Marvel, which I'm like, okay, that's cool, but so she's just gonna like go to college or something <laughs> next? Like, I, what's what's gonna happen? I don't I don't. So what? Like it was a fun story. I, I ended up liking it a lot more than I thought. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how it contributes. And now we have She Hulk, and she's like, "I'm gonna be an attorney." That's that's what the, you know, I'm green. I'm green. I can, my body's changed. Like I'm I'm going through puberty a second time. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Oh like, man, what? Why should I care? Why should I care? Like, what do they contribute? Um. Well, and it's funny that you say that because it feels like, so you had, um, like you said, Loki continued the story a little bit and Wanda directly fed into Doctor Strange. And then you have these other um, shows where you're kind of like, what are they doing with these new characters? But then we also have in, in the fall, well, I guess like late fall, early winter, Black Panther 2 is supposed to come out. And they're going to introduce Ironheart in that. So you have another new character coming in. So it's kind of like, are all of these characters coming in to replace what we had before? Like, it's it's a whole new, it's a whole new era. Well, Doctor Strange jumped into some portal with some random girl. Right. At the end of that movie. And I'm, I'm fine with it, I think. I just... I don't know. The She-Hulk is going to have to work the hardest for me to care because, like the the Andor show, mm-hmm. could be about whatever. Like I just I I want it to be in that era, and I want that gritty. You know, like are the rebels actually the the kind of terrorists, right? Mm-hmm. You know, kind of kind of thing. Like exploring that line of where do you cross? Like how how far is too far to to really fight for the thing that you love the most? Like. I don't really care if it's just filler. Like we already know the rebellion eventually forms. Like there's not much mystery. Cassian eventually just dies in the movie. Like in like they're right. we're gonna we're gonna be like, wow, what a fantastic hero he's dead. Buster <laughs> blew him up. Right. You know? We we know what happens. We know his fate. Yeah, like there there's not we know the fate of all of them. Mm-hmm. Like comic books actually showed, you know, the intelligence officer who tells him to like kill Jin's father and stuff like mm-hmm. behind he's like oh yeah well I know where you're supposed to we said we're supposed to like capture him just kill him and Cassian's like yeah okay I'll kill him um and then he does it blah 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 sorry if I'm spoiling Rogue One for for everyone but shame on you if you haven't watched it yet <laughs> and uh but that that guy's fate was actually in a comic book mm-hmm. so you, Vader killed him you learn all but, of these well I mean he's just like a minor character so I don't care but Fair. anyways, I'm, I'm all over the place right now. I guess at, at the end of the day, though, I don't, She-Hulk, I care about way less because there's already a million superheroes. Right. Right. Like, I don't need an, a, like, hey, uh, like, let's, let's get a, like, I guess I'd watch a show. Of, uh, like, I, I really have enjoyed, I was going to say, and next we're going to get a woman Captain America, but we, we totally did kind of. We kind one. of did. 
but like or a man uh, let's let's get a man captain marvel right you know what i'm saying like we don't we don't just need like an opposite gender of of every superhero mm-hmm. you know like let's get a female thor oh, geez they're still like that's what they're well, doing i mean you kind of you kind of do get that as well <laughs> i know yeah. <laughs> okay well I'll, I'll just stop listing things but <laughs> that's really funny actually that there's they are kind of doing it but I, I don't feel like we need it that that much mm-hmm. i guess so we'll just see what it what it does what and, it's like. and i hope i love it yeah for sure that's the that's the goal mm-hmm. so okay so she hulk we, we kind of finished talking about that um mm-hmm. So what what things it appeal to you about the Andor show? Like what what makes you interested in that? Um. So like obviously the biggest the biggest thing for me is because I liked Rogue One so much. I like being able to see more characters from that. So getting a show based off of Cassian's life and whatever his time in the, in the rebellion, um, mm-hmm. whatever the the timeline is going to be is probably the most appealing to me. Like, I I want to see that character. I don't want to call it character development, but it's like a background, yeah. I guess. Um, oh, I, I, I think you're right. I, I think... So people say, like, well, there wasn't any character development in Rogue One. No, no one... We don't care about Cassian. And in a way that I guess I can understand that. Mm-hmm. I... I did like, like, that's part of the appeal to me, though, is is finding out, like, because he, he has that moment with Jin where she's like, you know, like, you don't get to just explain away things. And he's like, no, I earned the, the place I'm at. Like, I had to go through hell, basically. Right. Like, you can't just tell me that. Like, you can't just wish away whatever. Like, you can't just explain it. Like, you, you know, you have no idea what you're talking about. And... You could tell he felt that he had he had earned it. Whether or not he he has, who knows? But like he he owned it. He was just like, no, I've I've done terrible things for the rebel. Like this this means everything to me. You just can't you can't just like waltz in and be like, I'm a rebel now. Right, you know? right. And then yeah, and that's exactly it. Where we get to theoretically see that background now. Right. Yeah. Like he hinted at something that that's a lot deeper than we kind of saw in the movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably the most exciting thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just overall, like, I feel like the Star Wars shows have been so well done that I just get excited for them. Like, I, I just assume that they're going to be really good and fun. Yeah, it's fun that you have that, that point of view. Like, I, no one hates Star Wars as well as Star Wars fans. I know, which is kind you of know? sad. <laughs> Well, it, it's a bummer when I go to, I'm like, okay, so, you know, a bunch of people who have similar backgrounds of with Star Wars, kind of, you know, like people who are like, who have likely read some of the books or, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I, I can't expect most people are going to have gotten as in-depth to Star Wars as I have. That's, that's fine. But at the same time, like it, that's why I would want to, I, I can't just go to some random, I can't be at work and be like, hey, has anyone watched the latest? People are like, oh yeah, I like The Mandalorian. I'm like, oh yeah, did you see such and such? She's like, I don't know about that. I don't care. Like, that's too in-depth for me. Right. Like, and, and like guaranteed, you know, like the organization I work at, there's there's like 800 people in, in close proximity to each other. I guarantee I'm the by far the biggest Star Wars fan. 
Like there's probably no one I could even talk to about it. So you go onto the forums or, or on some some place where people con congregate and the fans, you're like, hey, look, there's people who know about as much as I do. Some people know way more than I do. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. And they're like, I hate the shows. So I'm like, screw you, man. Like <laughs> I, I enjoyed the show so much, but but it's like the cool thing to hate on them. So I'm, I'm glad that, you know, like I, there, there are some issues, certainly. Like the Book of Boba Fett had some, eh, it's, there, there's some why questions there. Like For sure. I don't know why we needed it. It was kind of fun. But... I, just, I just look at it all as it's more content to consume in that universe. And if, if you don't like it, then just don't watch it. Just just watch something else. Because there's just so much. Like, you have all the movies, you have all the shows, you've got comics, you've got books. You have all this content that you can consume that you can just choose a different storyline. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I, I, I agree. So, you know. I'm, I'm not above criticizing some of the Star Wars stuff, but in general, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I really enjoyed the, mm -hmm. the Obi-Wan show. I really, I, and the thing is, a lot of the Star Wars fans have their access to go. Like, they want, they want to be like, man, I hated the sequel so much. I hated them so much. I hated them so much. I need to make sure everyone knows it. So I'm going to be a grump about <laughs> anything sequel related. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? There's some element, element from episode seven in, in, involved in this show. I'm going to hate this show sucks. It's I already hate it. Please like, don't, don't, don't. I'm going to watch it so I can point to everything I hate. Like I, I've, and I, I'm, this isn't hyperbole. This is, I read these things. Like I, I follow some of these sites and I'm like, mm -hmm. this is so dumb. And that like everyone gets on, they're like, yeah, totally, totally. She wore like her lipstick was too bright. You're like, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. Like mm -hmm. just the stupidest stuff. So yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I won't say I'm like I'm that guy. I just call it like it is because the those guys are the most annoying people in the world almost. But I, like I don't know. You've known me long enough. I I'm always like trying to be as objective as I can. Yeah, like you're gonna have criticisms. I think for me, um, I didn't I didn't grow up attached to Star Wars, right? So it wasn't a huge foundational thing for me so that when I did enter Star Wars, I was so late to it that I just consumed the content at face value. Mm. And then, it's good. so now I just continue to consume the content at face value, which means that I, I miss a lot of like little intricacies because I haven't read all of the books and I haven't read the comics. So there's, massive holes in my knowledge in the in the universe um so people can pick up on that and then critique something because it it goes against whatever they read in this book and it you know doesn't match the storyline now and all of this stuff and i just go along with it i follow the bouncing ball the bouncing dot <laughs> self-proclaimed dot expert here guys that's sarah so 
Uh, anyways, we <laughs> it's it's a debate we've had <laughs> from from other other uh, <laughs> mediums. So, anyways, the the thing I'm most excited about actually. So I I like I like the idea of they're, they're gonna have to make they're gonna have to make me like Cassian. Like I I liked him fine. Mm-hmm. I so so okay the. I guess there's two threads that I, I want to I want to discuss. So first off, Cassian, I'm not I'm not the most excited about that. I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out because if if you think about it, okay. So if you talk about it from a character development standpoint, mm-hmm. Rogue One was the end. That's the culmination of everything. So if you look at what what he is in Rogue One, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh my gosh, like okay, like this guy. I mean, he did a lot of heroic things, mm-hmm. like kind of without thinking, because that's who he had become. And presumably we're going to see him develop into the pinnacle that is Rogue One Cassian. Right. So you're not going to see Rogue One Cassian at the very start. Right. Like, hopefully he'll be likable. Mm-hmm. But, like, he wasn't necessarily likable right off the bat anyways in Rogue One. Like, right. out of all of them, he's he's not funny. He's not, he's not almost not, like... He's serious. He's to the point. He's got he's got his good points. He's got his good qualities. But like K two is funny, you know. Jin, you can relate more to. You know, she can. She's the main character, so whatever. But Cassian, he's kind of like the glue. Like he's the he's the guy who just like makes sure everything happens. Mm-hmm. You know, he's the reliable one though. And so I'm very interested to see how that how that all plays out. Like how likable will he be? So th- there's that. But then the thing I'm the most excited about, and I hope they really mess with it a lot, is I want to see what it's like in the Imperial Senate and Mon Mothma. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and I want to see Mon Mothma and Saw Gerrera start working together and then break up because Saw Gerrera is more okay with terrorist kind of things. Right. And Mon Mothma's not. She's more idealized. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but like, and then we can also see what it's like for Mon Mothma to break off uh, from the imperial senate and eventually leave to go join like there, there's actually some books that deal with with some of the stuff where mon mothma is leaving the senate mm-hmm. and stuff but I'd, I'd love to see some of that stuff played out in it like there's canon books that show mon mothma leaving but i would love to see love to see it on screen yeah yeah i think it's just gonna be really good i think so mm-hmm. Oh, and the Bed Batch. So, <gasps> Bad Batch. Yeah, I'm I'm excited. So, the the first thing I noticed, mm-hmm. uh, I'll I'll want to ask you what the first thing you noticed in just a sec. The first thing I noticed was Omega is considerably older. She has longer hair, mm-hmm. and she looks instead of like a ten year old shooting. Like I I don't know how old she is. Right. Frankly, I'm not you know, but she looks like she's very clearly a teenager now yeah i agree with that she does so that's the first thing i noticed i don't know that that's the most intriguing thing Mm -hmm. um i also everyone hates her accent so much i i just want to say real quick that i don't hate it you don't hate it i don't hate it okay good so uh an omega (laughs) omega uh accent hate free zone yeah i mean like when you think about it how many characters are there in star wars and they all have different accents yeah like who cares if like 
I hate Greedo's accent. Like, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Who cares? But for some reason, they people want to hate it. That's fine. You guys can let us know on the Discord server if you hate it. You can join the Discord server in the in the show notes mm-hmm. below. Uh, so I noticed that she looked different. I don't know if it clicked with me that she necessarily looked older right away, but I did notice. I was like, she hot. They like they changed her look basically. Um, (laughs) this is going to sound so weird. The first thing I noticed was the music. Okay. Like it just, the, the, the music in the trailer for Bad Batch just, got me so amped for the season which is obviously what it's supposed to do like it just felt so intense and the whole time i was watching it i was like oh this is gonna be so good there's gonna there's just gonna be so much going on and um which is clearly what they're trying to do build the drama and the suspense and go from there i've said it a ton of times that uh, like you can have a good movie or a show, I guess, mm-hmm. but I think of it in terms of movies. Like, you can have a good movie without a great soundtrack. You can't have a great movie without a great soundtrack. Right. Like, the, the soundtrack is an essential part of it. And so, that's cool. You notice the music first. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, obviously, like, the music that's in the trailer is made for the trailer. But still. Okay, I, I was going to be a kind of a buzzkill of... So... I'm glad, I'm glad I was able to see a little past it. Like, uh, the music can get you hyped regardless. Right. I just, I just remember, what was it? I think it was episode seven, mm-hmm. where the first few trailers, like back when Star Wars was just being like re revitalized by Disney, you mm-hmm. know, they, they just they bought it. And the first few trailers and people were like, oh my gosh, this music is amazing. Right. And, and it was. And someone pointed out, they're like, this was actually all music that was just like composed by the like ad company. Right. And it like, it, it was certainly not nothing like John Williams does not claim any part of it. Like inspired by John Williams. Yes. Right. Uh, actually like composed by John Williams in, in the movie. Almost certainly not. Right. Yeah. Well, exactly. Right. So it's, it's going to be probably different, but I don't know. It's still, gives you that like for me like it still has that effect where yeah like i was watching the trailer again like just just before we started recording i watched it again and i immediately just got so attached to this show and i like immediately was just like i can't wait to watch this it's gonna be so good because partly because of the music yeah absolutely i it's a I'm right there with you. I mean, if I, I, I think it's really interesting because Star Wars, like this, there's going to be like John Williams is in his 90s now. Like he, he's um he's not he's almost done with with composing Star Wars things. Right. If we're just being realistic, you know, um, and, and like his his newer stuff is just not as powerful as the older stuff, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's such a solid groundwork of really awesome Star Wars music that I feel like that's that's going to be a really nice, like it'll be a nice crutch for Disney to lean on mm-hmm. moving forward. Because, I don't know, like they don't have to create new iconic stuff. Like they already have iconic stuff and they just have to vary it a little bit. Right, yeah. Um, yeah, 
it's going to be interesting. But um, I think the thing, and you kind of touched on this a little bit earlier, the thing that I really like about Bad Batch is you think that it's going to be a very, like, kiddie show. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't come across that way at all. Oh, but it's approachable to kids. Both my mm-hmm. eight-year-old and my four-year-old both really enjoyed the heck out of the first season. Right. But it doesn't come across as, like, being dumbed down. Like, I feel like, not not to knock not to knock it, but I feel like the Resistance show was more of a, like, dumbed oh, down aimed at kids show oh man i hated it like the wacky hijinks of just like bumbling clumsy calves <laughs> yeah I, I hated it it was so cringe Ugh. um but like you don't get that vibe at all in bad batch no like my kids love everything record does and says mm-hmm. they think he's so funny and i'm like sometimes i think he's funny and a lot of times I'm like, he's just kind of an over-the-top muscle head. Like, yeah, he's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I like him as a character. But, yeah, he's... Uh, but but my boys are always just like, it's Wrecker! You know? <laughs> Both of them just think he's so funny. You know? Because he's always like, oh, yeah! You know? <laughs> I, well, and I think for some... For kids, it's probably because his emotions are so easy to read. And kids right. aren't... aren't like they're not as good at that yet. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense. So you can just follow the um, like mood of the show based off what what Wrecker is doing. Yeah, and they, they both really liked Omega too. Mm-hmm. Like they they were always like, "Why is Omega not here? Like, what's Omega doing? What's Omega like?" Mm-hmm. I, and even though even though they're boys, you know, and they don't necessarily like, they're they're not that they don't really care about like what what the little girl is doing necessarily but they they care about what the kid is doing like right. oh this is a Sarah situation where she she's like part of their family like why aren't they taking care of her like what like that and so a lot of people who hate omega in like the adults mm-hmm. i get it you you don't have to like her but you know you don't have to like her accent for that matter but <laughs> uh, at at the end of the day like it does appeal to kids, mm-hmm. you know, but if you're an adult and you hate Omega, there, there are several other Bad Batch characters to like. So mm-hmm. that is a good point. Yeah. Uh, the, the trailer has Cody in it as well. Yeah. You pointed that out earlier. Yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah. We get to see what Cody's doing, you know, cause he tried to, after he tried to kill Kenobi, mm-hmm. which is it really his fault. Right. So will he have that chip taken out? Who I think knows? that they actually showed some of his fate in some other medium. I, I, I don't remember exactly. If, if they did, I don't remember it. It might have been like a comic book. I, I don't. I don't know. I've always found that time period really interesting, where the Empire decides to transition away from the clones and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, so here's here's something interesting. Like, uh. So, so in the old canon, there with the old Thrawn series, that there's like this secret uh, installation called uh, Mount Tantis, and it's where they, it's where the clone. So back back then, they didn't know what happened in episodes one, two, and three. Like they wrote the book before uh, just everything based off of the original trilogy. Oh, okay. 
like they didn't have the prequel trilogy yet mm-hmm. uh, when it was when these books were written and so so they they had, they had there are references in the original trilogies to it, during the clone wars like mm-hmm. that's that's you know when obi-wan and anakin interacted yeah. and stuff you know i i knew my your father during the clone wars etc but uh they didn't really know they knew clones were involved but there, there was no information mm-hmm. about them like uh, so mount tantis was the place that the emperor had stored all of his cloning facilities oh okay and it was like this top secret thing like that was where the research for it was going and there was a bunch of uh, like that's where his like secret research installation was and so eventually thrawn so grand admiral thrawn in these books is the main character like main villain kind mm-hmm. of and so he finds them and he's going to make this big army of clones and it's so totally, totally different than, than you know what ends up happening in the in the stuff and that's that's why these books are all non-canon because they just totally contradict like even the you know the old stuff but uh what i just recently found out though was that big the the big uh complex that they were in toward the end of the the, the first episode of that or the first season of bad batch what and the place that like you remember so they killed a bunch of the uh kaminoans mm-hmm. but then a few of them they're like hey we're gonna use you to research for us right like, right we have uses for you that they're going into Mount Tantis. Like that's Mount Tantis. Like that's. Ooh. Interesting. And and the fact that they like that cloners are in there doing research Mm -hmm. about clones, it touches on the old, like this, the heart of the old storyline without like, it can't adopt the full thing, of course. Right. It's just cool. I was like, oh, they rescued Mount Tantis from, from a, like, it, did, it was a canon. Now it's canon. Yeah, they bring in all of these. Well, and it's funny that you say that because I feel like um, a few of the Star Wars shows have done that where they've brought in mm-hmm. little things where you're, where you're like, oh, this is, this is canon now. Well, like Thrawn, mm-hmm. for instance. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are those are gonna be really good shows, both of them, Andor and Bad Batch, I think. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> cool. Bad Batch and or what? <laughs> and or and or. She Hulk. <laughs> Bad Batch and or She Hulk. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying and or. It does. And slash or. It's uh, wonderful. Uh, Delightful. Do you want to talk about Rings of Power? Um, I mean, I like, I want to. I don't know how you feel about it, but I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really good. I think, I think I'm more excited about that than the other three. I assumed this would be your top pick. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, Star Wars, I, I liked Star Wars before I liked Lord of the Rings, but that's just because I could watch the movies before I could read. Mm-hmm. Like I, I read all of the, I read all the books and stuff uh, I, multiple times in high school. Love, loved the Hobbit and you know the original three. Read the Silmarillion. I've, I've read a bunch of the other, the other material. Uh, I've been doing a lot of research lately. This, this show looks really good. Mm-hmm. Really uh, appealing. Um. It's going to be interesting because you have all this knowledge of, of Lord of the Rings and I have the knowledge of the movies and The Hobbit. I did read The Hobbit, but did not read the Lord of the Rings books. Um, 
and oh the books are so similar to the movies it's wonderful which is great to know because i i always feel like a little bit guilty when i haven't read the book of a something that like a movie is based off of because usually the movie is drastically different from the book or there are things that have been cut out that are important or whatever um so it's it's nice to know that that might not be the whole the case in this scenario um that's what that's what made the movie so so amazing is that mm-hmm. they that they had to change some significant things that you just have to like right you can't even though they made the movies really long and they did a really good job on a ton of stuff you just can't fit three full books into just three movies that's you know right so they had to make but but they stayed so perfectly within the spirit of the books mm-hmm. like it felt like the books would be like you know what? Not bad. Like that, that was, that was a pretty good imitation of what we are, you know, like the books would have approved, I feel like, as opposed right. to other ones, you're like, you have a character named the same thing and that's it. Like that yeah. was, was horror, horrifying. Like what, in what world is that the book? You tried to make a movie on it and that's not the book. Like mm-hmm. this, this was so lovingly crafted that the movies were, that, that's why they're so magical mm-hmm. in, in a lot of ways, I think to me right so i feel like we're going in to this show with just i mean we are definitely going in with different knowledge levels which is just going to be interesting because sure um i'm curious i'm curious it how they will handle that for the show because i'm assuming that the show is going to attract a lot of people who did like the movies but haven't read the books people like me basically who don't have all of that knowledge and is it going to be like an overwhelming thing in the show or how are they going to weave that through to make it relatable, um, which is going to be interesting to see. And then, I mean, just like flat out from the trailers, it, all of it looks amazing. Like the, the, the scenery and the sets and just everything looks so, like you can tell that they had a massive budget for this show. Oh yeah, the budget is ludicrous. Yeah, and yeah, and like, like you can see it very a, evidently. A billion dollars, yeah. <laughs> like like it, literally a billion dollars. It is there on the screen for you to see. Um, which honestly, like I, I remember watching the first, I think it was the teaser trailer and I just saw the scenery and I was like, whoa, like this looks stunning. Uh, so... I don't know as much about their creation of this show yet. I mean, I followed some of the news, but I, th- I know that some of it, at least maybe all of it was filmed in New Zealand, just like the, like the, the, just like the movies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So similar, similar scenery anyway, when you're in the same area. Yeah. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of interesting things. So the, the thing is the, this is a different group of, like the rights to this show are totally like they don't have the rights to anything in the movies right and so it's a very interesting thing like at the end i'm sure you notice there's the balrog mm-hmm. who roar and so that that's it. but it's like a spinning image of what the balrog looked like in the movies mm-hmm. and that's not really how like 
that was a pretty unique look for like the movies weren't just like hey this is basically what everyone says the balrog looks like like no one could agree like if you look at fan art for balrogs from people who just read the books and don't care about the movies like they why they vary widely right and so it's going to be interesting to see if they actually are able to like it almost hints that maybe there could be a shared aesthetic like there's some kind of legal agreement i, I don't know what would be required for that mm, but okay but like because uh, otherwise like the orcs if you look at their costuming and stuff they they do look pretty different from from the orcs in the right the movies and and that's fine i mean it's a different age like they they're, they're gonna have different different things mm-hmm. uh, factors but I'm just, I'm very curious to see how much of their aesthetic they're going to share. Mm-hmm. Like, like one really interesting thing. So in the movies, there's the Mines of Moria. Okay. That they go through. And, you know, it's it's this deserted ancient dwarf citadel. Mm-hmm. There's deep, delve deep in the mountains. So th- there's that. But the, in the, the show, uh, that it's, it's, you know, the, it, it's called Moria in the movies. In the show, it's called Casa Doom, and it's referenced in the movies. That the, but it's called Casa Doom, and the dwarves live there. Right. Because the show is is in the second age, like it's it's like three thousand years before the the movies, and so we get to go into Casa Doom. Like, how similar are the two gonna look? Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I didn't think of that because, I mean, I wasn't even thinking about the fact that the rights would be different. So that's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be interesting to see. I I yeah, there's there's a ton of stuff. I mean, I guess just to set it up for people who aren't who aren't familiar with it, um, the the way the way Tolkien works, uh, so there's it's basically broken into three ages, basically mm-hmm. like, uh, and and the Lord of the Rings trust stuff is all at the end of the third age. Right. So, so it already. I mean, this is like ten thousand years into the world that they, he's created. So, like the first age, he, it's like the creation of the world. Uh, the, the this creation of demigods. There's one of them who goes rogue. He goes starts a big mess. The elves and men are created. Though they go to war with this this guy, and it's this huge mess. Eventually, the other demigods have to come in and rescue the men and elves because they're just getting destroyed. And but this guy, that the, the bad guy, Melkor, he's the guy who, who, uh, like created the Balrogs. He's the created the dragons. He's the guy who, uh, he created the orcs from, mm-hmm. uh, like from elves. He tortured a bunch of elves and created orcs from them. Like he's he's the unspeakable evil and and sauron is his henchman that's in the first age uh, so the the other demigods the valar they're called go in and take him out after 40 years the ra- the war of wrath it's like 40 years um of, of crazy warfare between demigods and then the men who helped the good guy demigods are eventually uh added to an island like they, they're given an island mm-hmm. off of the coast and they're it's like this paradise island and they're given long life they're given all this stuff and eventually those guys are the like the descendant of those guys is eventually aragorn in the third age right okay but uh, so this is so this is the age though where sauron is uh like he creates the rings of power okay yeah and he gives them to ensnare all the the different humans and 
um, and the elves and the dwarves. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that story of, of his interactions with them and, and of the, the Numenorians. The thing that's really interesting is it, it's like a 3,000 year age and they're going to compress it all apparently into one show where the actors are all the same. So all the humans, mm-hmm. everything, like it can't be much more than, you know, like a hundred years at, at, like it can't bridge much more than that. It, it, even though it's like the downfall of this great kingdom that takes thousand, you know, 3000 years to finally fall, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know how they're going to do that. Yeah. I think that's going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it looked like in, in the trailer, in the latest trailer that they were trying to portray time passing. Like that's how it looked to me. I could be completely wrong because Again, I lack the knowledge here, but my my instinct upon watching it was, okay, so you kind of have um, this like start of, of the age or of the timeline that they're going to be in. And it looked like they were portraying years going forward. So whether it's like five years or 15 years or however many. Um, so I wonder how they will do that as well. Especially because like you said, when you are factoring in humans, like you're not gonna have the same actor 300 years later that's a human. Well, yeah, yeah for the most part. Right. So the, the Numenorians, the, the long-lived humans, mm-hmm. they'll live about that long. But you're right. I mean, sorry, I don't mean to just nip, I Apparently I do mean to nitpick. So. <laughs> but, but, but like... I but arbitrarily that's, that's a huge... picked a number, but but you know right. what I mean. Yes, yeah, and that's that's what I'm I'm trying to halt that. <laughs> I'm just like I know what she means, but she's she was wrong about this one little tiny detail. <laughs> really foolish um, of me. But yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, and that that's a big factor actually is the growing resentment in the state this has to take centuries over, over time of these long-lived humans are still resentful of the fact that the elves can live forever mm-hmm. like they become the humans become obsessed with death and trying to stay alive longer and right. you know like it, it drives them to some really foolish things which sets the stage for all the different things that happen in the second age right it's gonna be it'll be interesting i think it's I also think it's just an interesting angle to have the show start in the second age and not the first age. Well, uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of references to the first age, though, which I'm excited for. Mm -hmm. It just seems like a, a, I don't know if it was a strategic choice to like start it in the middle of the story. Well, so... Uh, the way the rights were marketed Mm -hmm. um like apparently they they were just going to take all rights off the market for a really long time um and everyone is just gonna get like just hunkering down for like a a long winter of no tolkien content whatsoever Ah. the tolkien estate was just gonna say like nothing nothing's available no one can make any shows or movies about anything uh, but then randomly the, the way the way the article i read about it kind of portrayed it was like but 
they did just one final thing and, and they started this bidding war. They they marketed a show that people could run. So not a movie or a movie series it had to be a show mm-hmm. that was uh, that took place in the second age. Oh, interesting. Okay. So it's like the Tolkien estate offering yeah, they, this, this specific era up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that the, and it started a big bidding war apparently between between like Netflix mm-hmm. and Netflix and obviously Prime and then some other one one of the other big ones I forget which one but maybe it was HBO I I don't know like they all wanted it but but the richest guy ended up getting it so mm-hmm. it's probably gonna pay off I don't know I have no <laughs> idea. What I really hope is that I, re- I really hope that they don't add like a lot of modern politics stuff to it. Right. And they kind you know, of stay true to like the original, um, like the, the themes that are in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I really hope that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, like, man, there's, I have like a, a million things I want to talk about this show, but <laughs> like, I think we're going to see ants mm-hmm. in it. I love the ants. Yeah. They're so they, like tree bear could get easily be alive during mm-hmm. this, this time period. Um, we're going to see one of the contentious parts elements is, and one of the things that like, no, no one can hate Lord of the Rings as much as Lord of the Rings fans like this. This is a good, like people are like, we already hate this show because it has it has the Harfoots, which are like hobbits. Um, but there's there's very specific things that are said in some of the books that are like hobbits never did anything big. Like they they were never they never took the forefront in anything until like the Hobbit happened, basically. Like, right. And so the fact that they're around shouldn't surprise anyone but there's no canon re- like there's no reason to think that the hobbits the the, the harfoots which are a type they're like a sect of hobbits they've, mm-hmm. they've already um there's no reason to think that they're going to be doing anything they shouldn't be doing anything of importance if they follow the canon really closely right but the showrunners were like well we can't imagine a lord of the Rings show without hobbits right so need to need to have them in i I mean i think as a marketing ploy so the people who just the 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 people who are really hard on the canon are that they're like these showrunners don't know anything they're not keeping within the spirit of the tolkien whatever and i'm just like you know what there's also nothing in canon that says that they can't have some harfoots to kind of just experience like why can't we just experience the second age mm-hmm. through there like they're like oh man this is a mess you know like right they don't necessarily need to do anything um large that contributes yeah like that they could or they could do things behind the scenes that no one realized how important they were right like, i feel like there's a lot of wiggle room if, if you want to get creative and i i for one i'm like you know what keep within the spirit of the stories but right you can you can just because someone didn't write like there's been a very like the only person who's written anything in that land is tolkien or a little bit his son right and his son is old like really old now Mm -hmm. too so like I, i think he's done in fact with with writing like i think 
just because those two people didn't say anything like they're still huge we don't know anything about dwarves right hardly anything so you know but just add some stuff i don't care gotta let it uh see what the actual storyline is and what's in there before getting your pitchfork yeah, I mean, getting a pitchfork is fun, though, so I can understand. <laughs> it is. I can't. I can't. I've never been a pitchfork guy. Uh, I'm always just like, you know what? I'll get a pitchfork. Like, I'll usually I just leave it with disgust if I don't like something. I'm just like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah. Pitchforks are like for people who are outraged over things that they shouldn't be outraged about in general. Mm-hmm. That's how I see it. I'm like, if you're done. If you hate this, just, just let it go just be done Mm -hmm. plenty of other cool things anyways we've probably got i've I've ranted too long i think i think i I ended up talking like almost like 90 percent of the time today (laughs) and i'm sorry about that no you're good you're good this is gonna be i i'm excited to see this because or actually i'm excited to talk to you about these these shows because i think we're gonna have different perspectives oh yeah well we we certainly will like i Mm -hmm. I, I love I love all the the old Star Wars stuff and and the new Star Wars stuff. A lot of it's really cool. Um, and you know, yeah, I'm I'm really good with those are the, I mean these are the two shows that and and I guess Wheel of Time like those are the ones that I would know the most about. Like yeah, and I'm just gonna follow the bouncing ball. Yeah, we need a we need a Harry Potter show that you can, you can be the subject matter expert on. We do. Or a Gilmore Girls in in Middle Earth. It could happen. I wouldn't watch it. She she does in one episode sleep with someone dressed as a Wookiee. <laughs> who who is she? The older or the younger one? Uh the younger one. Was the older one okay with that? Uh, well, it happens in the revival episodes, so it's been several years. The revival? Oh, like when they... When they had their little Netflix special. Was that a movie or was that a a full show? It was four episodes, which were basically like mini-movies. Was it good? Mm, Yes and no. Okay. Well, thank you for all that information. Okay. Uh, yeah, we could talk about Gilmore Girls a different time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll keep it to Star Wars and Marvel and Lord of the Rings. Maybe for some, now. Maybe some Harry. Wheel of Time. Some Harry Wheel of Time. Yeah. I don't know why else you'd use the word Harry. Uh, oh, sad. I'm kidding. No, I, I, I haven't watched the last two uh, movies, so I'm sure that those would be good. Sure. Yeah, I'll watch those sometime. <laughs> All right. That's it then, I guess. Um. Yeah, stay tuned for the next one, whatever it is. I'm going now. Uh, I wish you all a very fond farewell. <laughs> Goodbye.